great to be with you. I'm Rabbi Ken Brodkin. This is the Jewish Growth Podcast. In case you haven't heard, our show here in Central Jersey, Sons of Israel and Manalapin, is rebranding. We just broke out our new website, logo, tagline under our updated name, Congregation B'nai Israel. Check out our new website, b'neiisraelnj.org. And you can also check out my new op-ed in the Jewish link to learn more about our rebrand. I've pasted the link in the episode description of this podcast. And we've got great news all around. First of all, if you're in the Central Jersey area, we've got lots of programming in store for you. And secondly, wherever you live around the globe, we're going to be offering more to help you connect with the timeless wisdom and the guidance of Torah. As I'm recording, we're just a few hours away from Rosh Chodesh Nisan, the time, the month of spring and rebirth. And so it feels appropriate that we're having a new beginning. And at the same time, we're living in an era that is challenging, not only for shoals, but for religion in general. As Barry Weiss discussed in a recent podcast, national affiliation rates with the House of Worship fell below 50% last year for the first time in 1999. By comparison, that number was 70%. And decline is particularly pronounced amongst the youngest generation, known as Generation Z, a generation most likely to say they don't believe in God. And it's a generation that tends towards a less positive outlook on life, is riddled with anxiety and depression, spends more time online. And yet, for the keen observer, there are displays of a spiritual hunger that young people feel. And in fact, as Weiss documented, a Christian revival recently took place at Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky. And this spontaneous 250-hour religion fest was initiated by young people who previously felt disconnected from their religion. And while this was a Christian event, no doubt, it shows how people are yearning for something that they just don't find online. And likewise, when I saw kids lined up to get their faces painted at our Purim bash a couple weeks ago here, or the sound of the room as my son dove read from the Megillah, I knew that this was an experience that families could not get viewing an online video. When we think about spiritual revival or people showing up to show it doesn't just fall out of the sky. There is a background that leads to these heightened moments. We're about to start reading Vayikra and the Korbanos, the sacrifices brought in the Mishkan, a part of the Torah that builds upon the end of Shmos when the Jewish people gathered around the Mishkan. But how did we even become that people with that central location? And the answer can be found in the very reading that introduces the month of Nisan, a reading known as HaKodesh, which outlines the laws of the Korban Pesach, the Passover sacrifice. Now, the Jewish people had already formed a common identity through the negatives of slavery and subjugation. But now, in a new beginning, they were given a new unifying mission. Dabru al Israel, speak unto the entire assembly of Israel. They shall take for themselves a lamb for each household. And the Torah continues, If the household will be too small for a lamb or a kid, then he and his neighbor, who is near his house, shall take according to the number of people. Now this is an important moment because we're called upon for an act of avoda, service of God. And while the entire nation is commanded, we're broken up into households or as neighbors. 
this new avoda created a national identity, as the Torah teaches us. The entire congregation of the assembly of Israel shall slaughter it in the afternoon. And so for the first time, we are called a kahal, a community or assembly. Now in later times, the Mishnah taught us that we break up into chaburos, or small groups, for the Korban Pesach at the temple. And this idea is reflected to this very day because in two weeks from now, we will break up as families or even as neighbors and friends to observe the Seder. And from the moment that we recite Pesach Kiddush to Halach Ma'anya, our rabbis structure the Pesach experience around the table of each and every individual. We're one people on the night of Seder, but it doesn't start in a huge stadium. It starts at every single Jewish home. And so too, in, in Sefer Shmos and getting into Vayikra, the Jewish people were not initially called to the Mishkan. In the last line of Exodus, there's this big, massive, inspired moment to the, in front of the eyes of the entire Jewish people. And yet, it started close to home. And in the later Parshios of Shmos, we continually learn that those whose hearts inspired them gave the truma, the tithe with which to build the Mishkan, the tabernacle. But that inspiration started with one person joining with their wife, their daughter, their son in the service of God. And to this day, we need people with inspired hearts to be giving. And it starts when people are brought to God's presence on an individual level. A Pesach Seder is not a massive revival of thousands of people. It's a group of 30, 20, 10, even two sitting around a table where each person gets noticed. Let me share a moving example of this. Basia Bar grew up in Stalinist Russia in the 1950s. Although Judaism was outlawed by Stalin, her parents' home was a clandestine bastion of Torah. In fact, it was illegal to make matzah, and her father would spend four months procuring a small amount of wheat and eventually make matzahs through underground agents. And her family's table normally was filled with guests each week, but at a certain point, her father was suspect and then was arrested by Stalin. He was later miraculously released, but that year, Basia and her mother sat alone at the Pesach table. And they began the Pesach Seder with bitter tears of loneliness and despair. But as they recited the words of Halal at the end of Magid, their hearts became filled with hope. And by the end of the Seder, their small Kiev apartment was filled with a new spirit of Geula, redemption. And that's how regular people can inspire themselves or others around them. And so during Nisan, a time of Geula, redemption, we have that inner power to generate renewal. As I'm recording, we're just a few hours away from the start of that auspicious month, Nisan. And a fascinating part of the Jewish calendar is the multitude of new starts. On the one hand, Rosh Hashanah is the new year. On the other hand, Tishrei is considered the seventh month into the year, Nisan being the first. How can it be that the month we're starting tonight is called the first month if the year actually begins on Rosh Hashanah? This month of Nisan actually has three names, HaChodesh HaRishon, the first month, Chodesh Aviv, the spring month, and Nisan. The Torah refers to Nisan as the first month, it is the start of spring, and the redemption of Israel is counted from this month. And at the same time, Nisan, the word Nisan, comes from Babel, from the Babylonian exile. 
and it's actually similar to the Hebrew word nitsan, meaning a bud, as it says, hanitsanim nirobarets. The buds have appeared in the land, a verse in the Shir Hashirim Song of Songs. And so this is a time that new life is budding into the world. While Rosh Hashanah is a time that all of creation is judged, Pesach is a new beginning specifically for the Jewish people. As Jews, we have that power of renewal, and that is the message of Nisan. We take a cue from nature that even seven months into the year, we can find renewal. And new beginnings are possible, even for people who feel disconnected. There is a yearning for a relationship with the Creator. This past week, our shul here in Manalpin took an important step, breaking out our new branding, website, logo, tagline. And on the one hand, we have a goal of spreading our message far and wide. We want to instill Jewish identity in the entire family of Israel. We want to get the message out that this is a place for people to taste that sweetness of mitzvot. And that is exactly the message of our logo, which features a beautiful rimon, a pomegranate, a fruit that according to our sages symbolizes the mitzvot and how each Jew is filled with mitzvot. On the other hand, whether it's here at this synagogue or any shul or a Jewish school or any organization, we need to remember that our message is for it's meant for individual lives. If one family gets inspired at a Shabbos meal or feels connected in our davening, what can that mean for our future? One invitation to a Shabbos meal can help an entire family realize their Jewish identity. Jewish strength starts at a Shabbos meal or at one Seder, a family feeling welcomed at an event, or a small group of people gathering together to learn Torah. Jewish strength starts with strong individuals. And Nisan is the time when we're able to tap into that inner power of renewal. And so wherever you are, remember this. Jewish strength starts with strong individuals. And Nisan is a time not only of national, but also personal rebirth. The message of this month is that we're entering a time when we have the wherewithal for renewal. So what steps are you taking for your growth during this opportune time, as you engage in the preparations for Pesach, take some moments that you need to reflect and feel that power of renewal during this Chodesh Aviv, the Jewish month of spring, when new life is bursting forth. Thanks for being with me. I'm Ken Brodkin, and this is the Jewish Growth Podcast.